Remember Hall and Oates had a song called Say It Isn't So? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Say It Isn't So. Those guys are talking about breaking up. They're, they're they are not with one another now. I know. Uh, kind of I a, can't go for that. that uh, no, no can. Well, that's what he's saying. You want to sell off part of our song catalog? No can do. We no got this joint do. agreement. So yeah. we finally learned what was behind the restraining order that Daryl Hall was seeking against John Oates. Uh, so there's uh, trouble within that partnership. There's also a lot of trouble right now within the ranks of the state uh, Republican Party. We know that uh, Christina Caramo, the new chairwoman, uh, very activist, uh, the grassroots supporters wanted to shake things up. Uh, by bringing her into that post to uh, kind of push out the establishment Republicans that they felt had been uh, taking the uh, the party in the wrong direction. Well, now some of those that were behind her promotion and her uh, election to that post want her gone. And she is reacting a purge of sorts that we could be witnessing within the Republican Party here in the state of Michigan, documenting all of it is Craig Mauger, state government and politics reporter for the Detroit News. Craig, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. So the, in many cases, these are former Karama reporters, uh, supporters rather, uh, that, that have been, uh, you know, that, that put her where she is. What's happening to their influence within the party? Uh, it's It's gone awry. I mean, this, this whole situation with, the disagreements over the ways Christina Caramo is running this party is leading to splinter after splinter after splinter, and the splinters have their own splinters. Wow. Wow. And and they have all these conflicts and disagreements, and then she dissolves the party's conflict resolution committee. Yeah, yeah, and that's essentially it, – it's hard to grasp even all the changes <laughs> that she unveiled in an email that was sent out to members of the Michigan Republican Party State Committee at 10 p.m. on Friday, the night after Thanksgiving, all of a sudden this lengthy email shows up in their inboxes. And in the email, Karamo essentially says, I'm overhauling how the committees work. I'm removing some people from their committee assignments. I'm getting rid of two of our committees. We're no longer going to have this conflict resolution committee. Why does that matter? Well, that committee was supposed to resolve any types of disagreement between delegates, between members of the state committee, so if there was a feud over who should be seated at a state convention, an important state convention where decisions about, uh, you know, who gets nominated for certain positions, what the policies of the parties are, if there is a disagreement about that, that would go to this conflict resolution committee, and this panel of members of the state committee would decide how to handle it. Now that committee's gone, and presumably, according to members of the state committee, those duties to decide these types of feuds are now going to fall on Karamo herself. So that means more power for Christina Karamo. Craig, previously reported you found that there wasn't much money in the bank accounts. I mean, what's going to happen? There's a major election coming next year. That's the big question. I mean, that's the question we're all watching right now. You have this dynamic where in the public polling, the polling that we can see, Donald Trump is beating Joe Biden in Michigan by a few percentage points. You can argue about whether that's legitimate or not or whether to believe the polls, but that's what the polling shows. Donald Trump has a real chance to win Michigan in 2024. Meanwhile, you have the Michigan Republican Party in a state of utter disrepair. They have no money. The state committee is in an open war on each other. They can't really figure out what to do to help candidates actually win elections. Can Donald Trump win Michigan? Can the Republicans compete in a U.S. Senate 
race where for an open U.S. Senate seat when the Michigan Republican Party is not functioning? It's a it's an amazing and fascinating question to watch play out here. Well, and a larger question is, can they regain regain control of the legislature? I mean, this is a, a 40 year yeah. turnaround in power. Uh, so there is a lot of work that needs to be done and all of it requires money. Uh, so if, if the, the grassroots, this movement has been going on for a while now. There is antipathy towards the former establishment that was there. How are they going to react? Are they going to, I mean, is it looking more likely that they're going to remove Christina Caramo? And if so, where do they go from, from there? You know, uh, it, it's hard to say at this point. The bar to remove a party chair is extremely high. And for them to be able to hit that, they're going to need about you know, according to whose rules you're following, they're going to need 60% to 75% of the state committee. There's about 100 people on the state committee. And as it stands right now, these are the most ardent grassroots ad, ad, activists in the state. I mean, mm-hmm. these are the people most likely to support Christina Caramo. If she loses 60% of them, that would be incredibly striking. It's almost difficult to perceive that happening. But it could happen just because of all of the fumbles and mistakes that have occurred have occurred in literally nine months she's only been in this position for nine months and the party has gone into a state where it can't raise money and and her and don't know where the money is that they've already raised (laughs) yeah no one knows how much they've raised no one knows except a few people in her administration how much they have and people within her administrative team have actively and openly said that they don't want the big donors money so it's it's just an incredible situation that they found themselves in and I think that's kind of the, the point that we're at for the Michigan Republican Party. The grassroots has won control of this party. They have kicked out the establishment. The establishment is all, mu- all but gone from, from this party apparatus. They have no say. They have no chance right now of taking the party back. The question is, are you going to have people leading the party from the grassroots wing who want to work with the establishment, who at least want to try to raise money from donors that have supported the party in the past, want to try to win those people's votes? Or are you going to have a faction leading the party who is trying to kick those people out and actively criticizing them every step of the way? That's where they're at. That's the crossroads they're at right now. Craig, I want to ask you about the Macomb County clerk, Anthony Forlini, who says he's a little uh, concerned about the governor's decision to hold uh, special elections in January and April because it could set up uh, local elected, uh, local officials, rather, clerk officials up for failure. Yeah, I mean, this is something that people should be paying attention to, in my opinion, just because it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting story about how our elections are operated. We've heard so much about administering the vote and trying to establish trust, trust and integrity in the vote counting system. The governor had a decision to make last week when to schedule special elections for two open state house seats that had been held by Democrats. And she decided, she announced this on Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, that these special elections would be held January 30th and April 16th. Those are not traditional election dates in Michigan. So for clerks in those communities, in those state house districts, in the Westland area and the Warren area, they now have to administer up to six elections next year. That's an incredible amount of work. A lot of these clerks are saying this is unheard of, and they're a little bit unsure of how this is going to play out. There's an incredible number of possibilities for how this could go wrong. And we're sitting here now a few weeks, you know, a couple of months away from this vote. 
And then as soon as that vote takes place on January 30th, they have to turn around and administer the presidential primary election on February 27th. Anthony Forlini, the Macomb County clerk, wants the governor to reconsider these dates. He, he says the special primary for these state house seats should be moved from January 30th, the new election date, to February 27th to coincide with the presidential primary election. It's unlikely the governor will change her mind. But I mean, just the fact that he's putting these kind of statements out there show the level of concern that he has. And he's saying he would he would have done this whether it was a Democratic governor or a Republican governor. He says that's it's, correct. Yeah, that the cost he's, of the county is the same. Say, yeah, he is trying to say that for him, this is not a political thing. He is not criticizing the governor because she's a Democrat. He's criticizing the policy decision that was made here as to when to hold this these special elections. He is saying the governor's decision was political, however, because she is trying, in his mind, to fill these two vacant state house seats as quickly as possible. Because keep in mind, Democrats don't have a majority in the state house right now, and they will not get their majority back until these seats are filled. But isn't it just necessity since those people won different races? They have to fill it. They have to fill it. But the question is, when do you hold the special elections and do you do it on days where you're already holding elections? That's what some of the clerks want. They want to see these special elections occur on February 27th mm. and in May to coincide with elections that would already happen instead of the governor's decision to set up completely new elections right. and make yeah. administer them. And the difference is about a month. Um, these House members will take office about a month earlier if they, than they would have if they would have held the special general election in May. All right. Well, Craig, we will wait to see how that shakes out and, and see how many more heads may be rolling in influential positions in the state Republican Party as Christina Caramo tries to either silence her critics or tries to firm up her own power base. Thank you for your reporting, Craig, as always. Thanks for having me on. All right. When we come back, and I want to kind of solicit some help from you on this. By the way, we've got those tickets to give away to the Amadeus Electric Quartet. But why is it that we're having such a hard time learning how to use roundabouts? <laughs> why is it that they four out of the five most crash-prone intersections in this, in this metro Detroit area are roundabouts? Why aren't we getting any better at this? If you've got some solutions to this, let us know about it. 1-800-859-0957. 1-800-859-0WJR. You're on JR Morning.